0: The Mel Gedroych Podcast Hey it's Mel G and this week on our little podcast we're going to be talking about Golden Breeze, Bush's fish and chip job and nightclubs If you like the sound of that then do have a listen to us every Saturday lunchtime from 1 on Magic There will be more brilliant chat, smug, and some great songs thrown in Ronan, Ronan! I, hello, Bush. By the way, hello. Uh, Ronan sounds like some sort of extraordinary, um, you know, hero in a in a piece of fur.
1: Yeah, he does, doesn't it? Ronan, Ronan. I am Ronan of something or other.
0: Yes, yeah, isn't it?
1: Ronan of Mordor.
0: Yes, with Harriet
1: <laughs> of Gondor. Yeah, that's so good. They should call themselves that.
0: Ronan the Barbarian. Oh my God, that's so good. That's a sideline for him. That so. is a
1: side. We've designed him a sideline.
0: He could appear... Sorry, no. We're going to go down such a ludicrous tangent. But I can I, feel it already. We've only just started the show. We've only
1: just got going. How are you, Bushy? I'm really good. How are you doing? You really okay?
0: Really well, mate. Do you know what I've discovered this week? No word of a lie, mm. and it has changed my life and will change my life forever. Is our local? And I don't know how to. Pro, I don't know how to pronounce this. I don't want to offend people. <laughs> Is it Lido or Lido? Do you
1: know what? I don't know. You say Lido, I say Lido.
0: Let's call the whole thing, thing off. off. Um, it's L I D O. I know that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's about twenty minutes drive from us. Mm-hmm. It is sensation with the old heat wave that we were having. Oh, oh, oh.
1: Can I ask you a question? Right. Go on. What it makes a Lido Lido different from a normal outdoor swimming pool?
0: It's unheated.
1: Is that what it is?
0: I don't know if that's the actual truth. Uh-huh. I've said that and now I've thought of some which are heated. That's very interesting. What makes a Lido a Lido and not just an outdoor pool?
1: I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it?
0: The one we used to go to when we were kids was in Leatherhead and uh, it was called West Wing. <laughs> isn't that weird? <laughs> like, like the trendy show set in the presidential um, heartland S- of America.
1: So you're saying to your parents just off down the West Wing? See you in the West Wing?
0: West Wing? Spent all
1: afternoon in the West Wing.
0: Oh, West Wing was
1: great. Really good, wasn't it?
0: Rather too many plasters floating around on the surface.
1: It's very 70s, isn't very it? something about 70s. a Lido that is 70s, yeah. which is, uh, like you say, uh, maybe you're going up there on your grifter or your chopper bike, that oh. kind of thing.
0: But this Lido mm. slash Lido, uh, 20 minutes drive away from where we live, is so brilliant. They redid it for 2012 for the Olympics yeah. because they thought that one of the teams would go and train there as an extra kind of space because so many people were arriving in the country and everything. Yeah. And I think they sent a Korean team, a swimming team there, and they refused to train there because it was so cold.
1: Really? It, wow.
0: It is beyond freezing.
1: But that, wouldn't that wake you up in the morning? I love the idea of going to the Lido Lido before work or something and Basic. having a really, like, refreshing... Cause I always watch these people in the mornings in Lyon Sea yeah. go for a swim in the sea.
0: Right, we've got to discuss this. Let's have a bit of music and we will continue. I wonder if Bowie ever went to his local Lido slash Lido. I bet he did. I bet he did. I bet there was one in. Um, oh, where was he born again? Um, Broccoli. Broccoli. No, Bromley. Um, Bromley. Yeah, there must Bromley be Bromley Lido. There's must be bound to be a Bromley Lido. I
1: love the idea though of going in the morning when I'm when I'm like a proper old bloke, right? I want to go down there quite soon, <laughs> pretty damn <laughs> yeah. soon,
0: a couple of years time. Carry on, Bush. I
1: uh, yeah. just to, to go and do lengths in the morning. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. <laughs> and not get the back, even the, not the back of my hair wet, just that tiny little bit of the back of your hair wet, but just doing lengths.
0: There's a group that go to this local Lido slash Lido, let's call the whole thing off. Yeah. And um, I got chatting to one of them. They're very serious. The really public, the, serious. The cold water swimmers are really serious. And they talk about, um, I said, oh, it's a bit, it's quite chilly when you come out, but also you feel quite buzzy. Yeah. And this guy said to me, yeah, it's the ice cream effect.
1: Oh, is that what it's called? That's the
0: ice cream effect. Yeah, (laughs) where you're very cold on the outside, but there's a sort of an internal buzz.
1: That's so good. I reckon you should get involved in it. I know. Can you sign up for the club?
0: It's 20 minutes drive away, mate. I don't think I do that every morning. Get yourself down, that'd be great. You, my friend, have the sea literally on your doorstep. There's no excuse. People who swim in the sea every morning genuinely live... To beyond 100 they
1: do they, they are very sprightly for their age because
0: it's very good for your circulatory system and also your heart
1: I don't like swimming in places though where I can't see the floor Mm. Not a big fan of not being able to see the floor. Really? Yeah, I don't like it.
0: I don't mind that. I
1: think I do still have some kind of horror movie hangover from watching Jaws when I was a kid. Yeah. And you still, If you get something in your head about the fact that there yeah, might be jellyfish yeah, yeah. or oh, char- yeah. sharks in yeah. the Thames estuary,
0: yeah,
1: uh, then you just get a real panic about it.
0: I was going to say it is in Essex. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I see your point, Bushy, but I think you've got to get over that and just do it every morning and you will literally, you'll have the secret of the fountain of eternal youth.
1: That sounds good. Yeah? I'm off for that. Yeah. And go with Ronan. Ronan and Harriet of Gondor.
0: Ronan is the type of person that would swim every morning in the sea, wouldn't he? He must have a secret because he looks amazing. I know, he's got that kind of salinated freshness about him
1: when he first started right I thought yeah he's a pretty boy right but yeah. give him six months of getting up he'll at age. four o'clock he'll, he'll look like remember when they unmasked Darth Vader at the end of the first, first Star yeah, Wars exactly. movie exactly look like that but he yeah. still looks he looks better if anything that's weird makes me sick do
0: you think he swims in, do you think he's swimming in something
1: Some. he must be swimming in something olive oil I think he's got an olive oil tank
0: no he doesn't no it's salt <laughs> It's With Ronan, It's there's it a salty quality. That's a salty quality. No, and I mean that in a, in, in a very, very good way. Best possible way. Fresh sea salty.
1: Shall I wear a wetsuit for cold water swimming or shall I we- dig out the trunks that had to buy when I went on holiday to France and I remember you weren't that. allowed normal shorts?
0: Oh, matey, that was a bleak moment for you, wasn't it? It
1: was a bleak moment for the entire resort. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, me and speedos.
0: And did they come out of a plastic ball, or did I just imagine that, like those little mini toothpaste you get in comfort stations?
1: If you turned up at the swimming pool in France and you didn't have speedos, you had to buy them from a vending machine, I and remember, then they came out of a plastic ball. I remember. Them. Really bad.
0: What? Have you still got them?
1: Yeah, they 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 dropped out of our walk-in wardrobe oh, the other night. Don't say
0: dropped out like a that, spider that's... on my
1: shoulder. <laughs> it's like, oh, what is it? Oh my god, it's my speedos. I tried to kill it with my foot. Was
0: there? Was there a seam? Up the front of the speed.
1: Oh, I'm not Baldrick from Blackadder. There was no seam up the front, Mel. Don't make this any worse than it need be.
0: Oh, Awful. But, but presumably, there were a few euros. I mean, they were cheap as chips. Well, they were cheap as freight, weren't they? Well,
1: I, I spent quite a bit of money on mine.
0: Did you? Yeah. What, even from the vending machine?
1: No, I never, never went to the vending machine because I turned up with regulation trunks.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, I thought yours had actually come from the vending oh, mine machine. Mine
1: were like proper bought from England and brought over.
0: I've told everyone the story that you had to buy them from the vending machine.
1: <laughs> well, I would have had to. That would have been that was that's, my Def Con One scenario. That's
0: really disappointing. Oh, I'm so Rich. sorry. You've disappointed me. am
1: terribly sorry.
0: Goodness me, are we ever going to come through this? I don't, I don't know. know.
1: But I do like the idea of buying any form of pants from a vending machine. Oh, awful! They went through a period. Of, there was no thing for girls. On the way home from nights out, you could buy like a fresh pair of shoes from a vending machine. Curled up little girls' oh, shoes. Oh, weird. Yes. yes.
0: Weird, those bendy pumps.
1: Bendy pumps,
0: and you could you could slip them on. Very weird. I never Very bought weird. any. No. Have you ever bought one of those um, toothbrushes that has the paste within <sighs> it from the aforementioned comfort station? No. Comes in a plastic ball, and you pop the whole brush into your mouth, <laughs> and you chew on you, chew, you. Has anyone done this? And you chew, you chew on the brush. Wow. And it's the cheapest toothpaste. It,
1: is this one of those things you buy at service stations when you're in a rush? Exactly. Or fleeing the police?
0: Exactly. Is <laughs>
1: that exact one of those things?
0: Exactly. Any other sinister items that you've ended up buying in a comfort station, Bush?
1: Do you know one other thing that I have bought from a comfort station at a service station? Yeah, go on. I've had my fortune read by Zoltar.
0: Oh, the machine! The
1: machine. They have them at service stations. It's like uh, the like stone face of a smiling sun Horrid. god.
0: Horrid. Really scary. Yeah.
1: Why would you want your fortune told if by you're on the, M, on the M6 near <laughs> Kiel? It's really weird.
0: And are you allowed to say what Zoltar said to you?
1: I remember him saying something about um, having some form of financial situation, probably because it was two quid to get your fortune <laughs> off. But things are linked.
0: Do you come away with anything? Is there some sort of memento of Zoltar, or is it just simply the words?
1: Just, well, you get the words, but they come out of the mouth of the stone-smiling oh, thing on the wall. And... Do
0: you know what? You mentioned the M6. I'm going to be on the M6 quite soon, Ooh. and I will try, I'm going to try and get that done. I'm going to go to Zoltar.
1: Get yourself down Kiel Services, my favourite service station.
0: They have the best loo in the north, I believe. Really, really Certainly good. Certainly always did. Yeah. Oh, Listen to that lovely, uplifting music. Love it. That would be, for me, that would be the A12.
1: Is that a nice uplifting road, as far That's as you a good sense.
0: uplifting road, yeah. Out towards Essex and Suffolk. Oh. The air is clear.
1: It's like a country lane, or a bit bigger than that.
0: It's a, it's a not a dual log. What do they call roads with two dual carriageway? Thank you very much. <laughs> it's a dual. I, I was just thinking in theatrical terms, my darling. I was thinking of a dual log. A dual log. Um, yeah, dual <laughs> carriageway. So it's not that kind of horrendous three lanes, uh, four lanes thing. And you look to the right, and there's corn being she- sheathed. Yes, corn or being sheathed. 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 And you look to your left and there's a babbling brook. It's that kind of a road. My
1: mum and dad always talk about taking the old roads.
0: Oh. We're going, me
1: and your mother are going to Liverpool, but we're going to take the old roads. Oh,
0: that's so sweet. Well, like they're going on
1: a horse and cart or something. It's quite weird.
0: So you go up the A1 rather than the M1. It's very hot in the studio.
1: It's very... Do you know what? You've just changed the, the temperature about five minutes ago and I'm sweating cobs. Do
0: you know what? I put it up to 26 because it was really cold. I think Bush, we, we might have to take it down a bit. I'm so sorry, my I love. might
1: pass out like in a school assembly oh, from the do, '80s. Oh,
0: love, no, no, no! I'll have to, I'll have to do Harry Kirry on you or whatever it is, Heimlich, whatever. No, the pumping thing. Oh no, not that. Oh, oh! I've worked my way into a verbal cul-de-sac. Um, now listen, the ledger of ledge. This is where we put something that does not get. The thing it deserves. It
1: doesn't get any credit it deserves. Thank you very much. And we're sick of that, so we're going to try and put it right by drawing it and then talking about it.
0: Yes, and do you know what it is today, my friend? I'm intrigued. I have got something today for the Ledger of Ledge, which is A, extremely posh. Right. B, something very, very pretentious. Mm -hmm. But I was leafing through the Ledger of Ledge, and I thought we've had some very down-to-earth things like scabs... And um, cocktail sticks and talc and stuff like that. I thought I'm going to put something really posh and pretentious in.
1: Okay, let's do it. Let's uh, let's go up upmarket.
0: Oh my days! A cacao-covered goldenberry.
1: Mel, I don't even know what that is. It's
0: a superfood, the goldenberry, and it's covered with raw chocolate. Please draw it, Bush. Omg! Who's ever heard people praising those? They're my favourite thing when I go into the supermarket. I buy them by the bag, by the sack load.
1: Can I ask you a question? Do you eat them whilst walking around the supermarket before you actually pay to yes, leave? Yes, I
0: do. I graze, and that is legal.
1: Is it? I don't know if it is.
0: I, well, I give them the packet to scan.
1: You're essentially on the run in this show. You're a fugitive.
0: It's gone silent as well, <laughs> thereby somehow giving that weight... I've got the can, I've got the secret, Great. I've got the can. That
1: really reminds me of the nightclubbing era. You remember going to nightclubs?
0: Oh, matey, yes. I, I
1: don't know if I actually like to go into nightclubs.
0: Do you know what? I occasionally uh, drive past people uh, queuing up to go into a nightclub.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I, it just makes me feel weak and tired. Yeah. I look at them and I just think, oh, you're going to be waiting for about an hour and you're going to go in, you're going to be fleeced.
1: Absolutely fleeced, and then they might lose your coat and you have to come back the next oh, day. Oh, and, and
0: you won't have a single conversation because it'll be so loud. Yeah. You'll lose your voice Yeah, and and your coat, as you say. And your coat. And you'll, you'll probably get, oh, you'll have some awful liaison in there. It's going to go badly.
1: Yeah, and then I, I, my dad, whenever he goes past anyone that's getting married, you know, with the front of the car ribbons yes. and stuff like that, he beeps and shouts, don't do it to them. <gasps> Oh, does it? So I might—I feel like doing that sometimes. People who are queuing to get into nightclubs,
0: mate. Don't do it. That's a sideline. We could provide a service. We could be paid a percentage. Yep. To go round and prevent people from going to nightclubs.
1: Whatever the abbreviated word is of intervention, drive-by advice. Ida. Yes.
0: Um. Now, temperature-wise, how are we doing?
1: I feel like we're broadcasting from a very professional studio right now. We've got the main door propped open with the waste paper bin. Yeah. Is this how we're rolling?
0: Feels it still feels it's sort of Dubai, slightly Dubai. Do
1: you know remind me of when I was a kid? I used to work at a the Berry Head Hotel.
0: Yes.
1: And in the high heat of summer, I used yeah. to work as in the carvery. You know when they were serving people roast dinners. Oh. And I used to feel like I was going to literally melt, and that's how I feel right now.
0: So you had to carve the stuff.
1: Yeah. People would queue for a roast dinner in, like, 29 degree heat. Of course
0: they did. In Devon. They're British, they're, Devon, they're Devonian, of course they would. They used to love like, it. But it's like when you go abroad to those, you know, I think we went to Tenerife, mm-hmm. and there was literally a carvery on the main uh, strip. Yeah. <laughs> 32 degrees, mate. <laughs> People still eat it. Isn't that amazing?
1: God bless the Brits.
0: Did you wear a maroon waistcoat for yep,
1: that job? I did. I knew it. White shirt, white school white shirt, shirt maroon he's... waistcoat, and a little tiny maroon bow tie.
0: Mate, I... Honestly, Awful. people in carveries
1: always,
0: <laughs> always wear marine waistcoats.
1: We were dressed like uh, ventriloquist dummies from the 1950s. It was really weird. I've um, had to wear some terrible stuff for jobs over the oh, years. Oh, same. Because after that job, I then went to another job where I worked in a chip shop in Paynton.
0: I'm thinking a hairnet.
1: <laughs> I didn't have to wear a hairnet, was actually. A hairnet? I no. have worn one of those before when I worked in a factory burning the tops of uh, frozen lasagnas to put them into... Boxes. But when I worked in the chip shop, I used to to wear a castaways outfit. I
0: thought you were going to say a cassock.
1: (laughs) A cassock. A castaways outfit, so a a ripped like Barney Rubble style waistcoat (laughs) with a cravat. It's the worst thing I've ever worn in my life for a job.
0: A sort of cheery, chappy and a chippy outfit. yeah. And what was on the bottom then? Frayed shorts?
1: It was like, fra- yeah, frayed shorts and then boots or something. It was oh, awful. It mate. looked like the fellow off Toy Story.
0: And did you have to redden up the cheeks to make it look <laughs> as if you'd been on a sun-blasted <laughs> island?
1: If if I went back there again now, with hindsight, I'd definitely do that.
0: Oh, but Deary me. Listen, mate, I that's, that's, that's absolutely marvellous. I don't think they do that in chip shops now, do they? A costume.
1: I know, a costume. That's
0: brilliant. And was the boss... Um, in the sort of Captain Hook outfit. It
1: should have been. It was just, yeah. We had, I think they went nautical. They tried to go nautical but nice, but it didn't quite work out.
0: So lots of sort of rope and um, what would he be wearing? A captain's outfit, Can't probably. kind of
1: like a pirate. But the thing was this, and obviously this was in the era when I used to go out for drinks and stuff like that. Don't do it anymore. Yeah. Uh, but oh, you would then wake up for work, maybe feeling a little bit delicate from the night before, yeah. and have to go into the chip shop... Uh, and go to uh, get a wheelbarrow. Go to a shed. Get a block of lard. Put it in the wheelbarrow. Wheel it back to a deep fat fryer and start that off.
0: Is, did you literally transport nine, it in a wheelbarrow? Yeah,
1: half nine in the morning.
0: I hope it was dedicated to lard and wasn't just the wheelbarrow they had in the garden. <laughs> no, Tell it me was, it was dedicated. It was
1: the specific lard wheelbarrow.
0: Are you sure it was yes. lard dedicated?
1: Hundred percent. I very much uh, stringently checked that no one was borrowing it.
0: Did your costume get washed between? Shift. No. No, of course not So
1: I would sit on the bus on the way back from Paynton and people would move seat because I smelt of chips and fat. Oh. Try getting a girlfriend in that era.
0: Did you?
1: Really quite, really, really bad.
0: Did you eat lots of chips or did you just get sick of the smell slash sight of you them? I used to
1: eat loads of chips, obsessed with it. Oh. used to deep fry Mars bars and everything.
0: That is a Bond theme to be reckoned with.
1: One of the best.
0: I think it is, you know. It might be the best. I loved uh, Sky... No, I was going to say Skylark. Well, no, no, it wasn't Sky... What was it? Skyfall. Skyfall, lovely. Adele's Skyfall. I thought that was great. Yeah. But some of the ones of recent years... I don't want to sound like a middle-aged old... Oh, it's not as good as it was in my day. But those old Bond themes, come on!
1: Although Sam Smith's one was brilliant. What What was that song called? Writings on the Wall. That was great.
0: But you see, I couldn't sing that to you. I love Sam Smith, but I couldn't sing that to you.
1: So is that is that the basis of a good Bond film? It's like my like my dad used to say to me and my brother if you're playing dance music, but you can't whistle that song. <laughs> Can you whistle that song? No, you can't. It's not a good song. <laughs> it's got a point.
0: <laughs> was that your attempt at whistling a dance song? Yeah,
1: it's really quite bad, wasn't it? I think
0: that was Eight Hundred Eight State, wasn't it? That was it, rather good.
1: Pacific State, well was done, yeah, good song. Rather
0: good. Um, no, the, the old Bond themes. I'm sorry, they were quality.
1: Yeah, come, come on, right, Women right. Wings.
0: Wings. Wings. Never let down. Down. That comes out of nowhere, doesn't it? The it does. orchestral bit. You're not expecting that. No
1: one was expecting that.
0: And, and um, oh, hang on, uh, Bassy, come on.
1: I oh, know, you can't beat Shirley Bassie.
0: No ring it. Come on. <laughs> that is a classic.
1: In the club style, isn't it? Her finger. <laughs>
0: Again, Bush, I failed to ask you anything. Actually, no, you did talk about your life. You talked about your, chi- your chip shop. What is this, life.
1: an AA meeting? <laughs> 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 no, Tell but, us a bit about your life.
0: No, but I wanted to sort of, you know, I don't want to talk about Miss all the time. It's
1: fine. It's fine. We're just chatting. Don't you worry about it.
0: I know. I'm worried about that wheelbarrow, though. That's staying with me, the wheelbarrow that you used to transport the lard on.
1: Let me just say, right, during mm. in the chip shop, uh, you had to sign the wheelbarrow out. Okay. So that for me, if you are uh, okay. going to worry about the hygiene of a, a wheelbarrow used to take lard from a shed yeah. to a deep fat fryer for a yeah. chippy, yeah. you have got to sign out for it.
0: Bush, I'm sorry to interrupt you, mate. I'm now worried that it's too cold in the studio. <laughs> what is going on? I, my knees are cold.
1: <sighs> it's gone very cold. It knees has are gone cold. cold. Knees are cold. cold. Never knees it's are cold. Too cold.
0: Um, no, mate. Literally, we had we had sort of Barbadian extraordinary heat, and yeah. now. It's, it's Ruddy Reykjavik. I don't know what's going on. I'm cold.
1: I feel like this is some form of scientific test where they're, they're um, exposing us to extreme temperature extreme. swings.
0: Listen, I'm going to go... Keep broadcasting. I'm going to go to the thing. Right, it says 23 degrees. Yeah. That is not 23 degrees where I'm sitting.
1: Mel is shouting at the thermometer oh, in the tech. studio. It's not 23. Go on, 23 on, you tell it, Mel.
0: It's like it's about fourteen. You gave
1: that thermometer a right dressing down. Oh, it's Bushy. not doing that again, though, hurry. We've
0: got. Well, listen, we can't broadcast unless we're feeling comfortable. Yes, good point. Oh,
1: yeah, the... you idiot thermometer.
0: <laughs> we just did a lot of swearing. We did like a lot a... of swearing. We're not sweary in the podcast, though. It's a good, clean, good, clean thing. The podcast.
1: We take the mics down and we get it all out of the way before we start. We
0: do. It's like it's like magic, mic, isn't it? Get all the rude stuff out and then.
1: You know, yeah, It's a question from the podcast, Tim. For you, Mel, oh, what God. animal best represents your personality?
0: A beaver, <laughs> <laughs> definitely, really. Yeah, buck teeth, quite furry and annoying, <laughs> with a tendency to bite, as you saw with the thermostat.
1: <laughs> I think that pretty much nails it.
0: Um, no, Bush, no, 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 oh. no, no, no. I, I yeah, I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, my brain is in overdrive. What... What, I mean, the obvious thing to say would, of course, be a bush baby. That oh. would be the obvious A little bush baby. little bush baby. What would you be, do you think, bush? You could be many things.
1: Well, Brian, who's the producer of the breakfast show here at Magic, always yes. calls me Radio Cat. Because uh, I, I panic and <laughs> like a cat and then jump on top of like a uh, filing cabinet or freak uh, out or whatever.
0: I think there's something a bit lizardy about you. <laughs> and I mean that in a cool way. Because the nicest the, possible way. No, lizards are really, really cool. I can imagine you going and going up a wall.
1: What, and my eyes go in different directions at the same time? Oh,
0: like a really cool gecko or something.
1: Like a really cool gecko? Yeah,
0: I think you're a really cool lizard.
1: Radio lizard.
0: Yeah.
1: And radio beaver.
0: Ah, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Sorry about the patronising little... I I always do that, I do apologise. Hear more fun and japes like that every Saturday lunchtime from One on Magic. (laughs) Mel Ged show. The Mel Gedrout Podcast.